Hi, I'm Wills Francis. And I'm Justin Ahrens. And from the studio of Rule 29, this is Design Of. I remember when I was interviewing, they're like, it was just insane for me to think about. Like, you'll launch something at work, and when you're driving home, you can bet that every person that you pass have seen what you just pushed the button on. Guaranteed. That's insane. That's insane. Early in 2004, a young Harvard student began building a rudimentary website designed to link the entire student body together in a centralized online location. Over the next 13 years, that website would grow to include over a billion users and be one of the most valuable and innovative companies in the world. Justin, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, Facebook. That's right, and on this episode of Design Up, we're hanging out with Josh Higgins, one of Facebook's top creative directors, to learn more about how a kid from San Diego went from playing punk rock to leading some of the most visible creative work in the world. To speak to Josh, Wills and I traveled to Facebook's HQ in Palo Alto, California. Just a note, there's some language in this episode. Well, we went from being early to being late. It's the way, it's the way we roll over here. Do you remember the first time you used Facebook? Probably eighth or ninth grade. And after a bit of searching amongst Facebook's two Pentagon-sized buildings. Do you think we can find Lobby 4 anywhere? We finally met up with Josh. How are you? Sorry about that, man. Hey, Will. How are you, Josh? Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. Josh took us up to the rooftop of the building, where an entire park has been created as an oasis for the busy employees seeking nature in a sea of monitors and lines of code. It was truly awesome. And just a quick note, we recorded this entire interview on that rooftop, so you may hear some birds chirping and cars going by and all that sort of thing, but just want to give you a heads up. Stick with us. It's a good one. Josh doesn't really fit the typical bill of someone who would end up working for a technology giant in Silicon Valley. As a kid, he was rebellious and unmotivated. We asked him about his adolescence and his early relationship with his parents. Young Josh was like smoking a lot of pot, <laughs> skateboarding and surfing uh, until like age uh, 18, probably. Like, and then um, I, I remember my my uh, my parents were like. I forget exact. I think my mom, I was working for my grandfather, and my mom goes, you're high, aren't you? I'm like, totally. Because <laughs> I did like data entry for my grandfather's like uh, real estate business. And, you know, anyway, she's like, she's like, I forget how it went. And anyway, I got caught a few times high. She's like, I don't care that you smoke pot, but I just think it's like really stunting what you're doing right now you need to like focus and she's like I, I, I moved out when I was like 17 so am I going too far back no you're no, good, yeah. no, you're good. So, uh, I moved out when I was 17 and I was like out of the house already and she goes listen if you want to get your shit together and like focus on something you have me and your father's support completely if you want to continue down this road and smoking pot skateboarding and surfing all the time like no more support you know and whatever support meant it's like I started thinking about it I'm like well I don't need anything now but 
the future. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. I um, yeah. So I just like started to focus at that time, and I got really. I was playing music already. Got really focused on music and played in played in bands and started like actually making a living playing in bands. Um, just like mainly most mostly local. And then uh, the band. Uh, so like the typical thing, like you'd maybe play at a at a bar or, yeah. or some sort of gig like that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, mostly bars. Um, you doing covers or your own music? No, or? own music. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, then that band got pretty popular locally, and it started. That was around the time that San Diego was like the hot hotbed for music, it's like early '90s, and they were signing a bunch of bands from San Diego. Um, so we had a lot of interest from record labels and. So that really like got me focused more, um, and then that band um, broke up. Just like people, like a couple of guys in the bands, like went to their heads and started doing drugs and just like it's like, dude, what are you guys doing? You're just blowing it right now. Everything we worked for the last three years, you're just blowing it. So anyway, we we got. Um, I remember we met with uh, this guy from Trent Reznor's label, and we're so close, so close to signing a record deal. And our guitar player just like went off the deep end, like literally went bananas uh, from from crystal meth. <laughs> I mean, he was just like talking whoa. nonsense and everything. I was like, whoa. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I was like super bombed. And then anyway, fast forward, I started playing another band, um, Fluff. We signed a major label record deal. Started touring for like a decade, ten years, eleven years. Um, played with like. All our heroes toured, five vans work tours. Awesome. It was give me a couple of your heroes. Um, Jawbreaker, okay. Fugazi, oh yeah. Um, uh, Deftones, Rancid. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it was really great. Great time of life. Everyone in the band was like super focused. Now, how old were you then during this era? Uh, probably mid twenties. Okay. Yeah. You know, Wills, this is a story that I've heard several times. When designers look back on their earlier days, they realize, oh man, I was already designing right. before I knew what that was. Right. So, you know, Josh first was introduced to that through creating his posters for his band and all the gigs that they had. And that was in the era of no computers, just old school all the way. I don't even know what that's like. <laughs> Talk to me. Um, today, I think you'd be a really good designer. I used to make flyers and shit for our, our shows and not knowing that that was design. Yeah. And I was cutting up type and using Xerox machines. So yeah, you would do you would do like the old Xerox thing where you yeah. would cut it up, make uh, totally. some. Did you draw on them too? I drew on them with Sharpie. Yeah. Um, I remember, um, like I cringe at it now, but I remember like creating a logo for our band by like cutting out type from different letter uh, set specimens, <laughs> like totally combining like five typefaces, you know, that like look fine to me at the time. And now I'm just like, oh, how did you do that? Um, but yeah, it was You're like- resourceful. Yeah, it yeah. was like, it was fun. I had so much fun doing it. I, I remember just like, I used to get kicked out of Kinko's and you know, for those who are too young to, that's yeah. FedEx office. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, Remember, Kinko's was such a lifeline yeah, for early designers. Yeah, it was for sure. They had computers, yeah. printers, everything. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So she she knew that history, and she thought I would be a good designer. And then I I, um, I took my first class was typography. Uh, I went went and met um, the the head of the department at San Diego City College, 
Her name was Candace Lopez, and she was a professor from Art Center that had moved down to San Diego um, because her husband, who's a pretty well-known illustrator, Rafael Lopez, wanted to like live in San Diego. And um, so she went to this community college, and she said, well, I want to start a graphic design program here. Anyway, that's how the program started, and I, like, I knocked on her, like, I met her about three years into that program, you know, and was introduced to her, and she goes, she goes, hey, well, why don't you just take my typography class? That's a great introduction to design. You can see if you like it or not. And so I took her class, and that first year, um, she brought down Doyle Young oh, wow. from Art Center to like talk to our class. So Justin, I'm not a designer. Who exactly is Doyle Young? That's a great question, Wills. Doyle Young, he's an American typeface designer, teacher. Uh, he specialized in design of logotypes, alphabets, typefaces. I mean, to say he was a legend is an understatement. And not only that, uh, I had the privilege of, of meeting him a couple times. He was just like a sweet, sweet man and uh, was just so passionate about the art and profession um, that it was just inspiring. There were so many people in the class, like 30 people or something like that. And so we had to put names in a hat and he would pick out three that he would like do like one-on-ones and work on your type with you. And... Um, my name got chosen out of that hat. And it was like, literally, that's like one of the probably most life-changing moments. Like, I think my whole career would have been completely different if my name hadn't got pulled out of that hat. Really? Yeah. Because I met Doyle, and he was so inspiring and kind, and he was just like, so encouraging. I know that like at the time, like it was my first type class, I had a little bit of art experience, but not much. And I know, like, my type wasn't that great. And he's, you know, like, so encouraging. And, like, hey, well, what did you think about this? And, you know, and, like, I remember um, this logo I had worked on all weekend. Like, literally probably, like, 18 hours of just, like, crafting this thing and starting over. He came in and, like, within the first, like, probably took him less than one minute. He sketched it freehand perfectly and I was just like oh my god uh, and it was just he was just like so him and I he was a master though. he was a master yeah yeah and we like fully connected on like a different level um, and he sort of I don't know if it was like Candace and I were very close the professor she she knew I was like really invested in like in like becoming a designer um, so I don't know if she had anything to do with it anyway Doyle like sort of took me under his wing he invited me up to his house in Sherman Oaks no way I didn't yeah, know the story yeah, yeah totally wow. and just like was so just so encouraging and I kept up with him you know from then on I mean mm. he and I became close friends he would help me with type and he taught me so much about type but more than type that he taught me was just like he taught me um just like graciousness and um, and humbleness, mm-hmm. like here's this master of typography, and and it's only it's now that I really realize how incredible he was. At the time, I was like, "Well, this guy's good," yeah. But now I'm like, "Holy <laughs> shit, that guy was just yeah. like insane." Yeah. Um, but he was so good, and he was so humble, and so kind, and so giving. Uh, I th- it just taught me more than just like typography. It taught me like just how to be like a better human. Wow. You know, um, 
and so I like to this day I have like that that thing he sketched out mm-hmm. in um, in like two seconds I have that piece of tracing paper as well as the email he sent me after that day mm. he sent me an email said Josh it was really nice to meet you like I, I, I should have been sending him the email you right. know, he sent me this email that said I really enjoyed meeting you you're like your skills are you know he just like was so kind and like encouraging i have that email printed out framed with the tracing paper on my desk i've had it like i took it to the obama campaign with me it's been on my desk since that that day it follows me everywhere it's just a really awesome reminder of just like um just how to be a person like you know it's really cool One of Josh's most notable traits, um, and this is what I picked on so quick in our conversation, is his passion for uniting designers and artists to create meaningful change in the world. And I think what's also authentic in Josh is that he is truly passionate for it. He really believes the power of art coming together in whatever form that is, music, design, and making impact, shifting people's perspective, and helping raise um, empathy and advocacy. And he has a track record to prove it. I did a poster with Candace's husband, Raphael, okay. an Obama poster. Okay. Um, and what we did is we like collected all this money from our friends, like five, whatever you can give, we're gonna print as many posters as we can. And um, the Obama campaign uh, so, saw that poster and, oh, cool. and licensed it as an official poster of the camp, 2008 campaign. So that's how I think they knew about me but then um, around, around that time, they started digging into my work and they saw the social, like, so-called project and, like, the, like, community work yeah. that, I, that I did and thought, like, I'd be a good fit for what they were looking for. So, Justin, I wasn't super familiar with Josh Higgins prior to this interview, but you had met him earlier in the early 2000s as part of the design community, Correct. Yeah, so I first became familiar with Josh's work through the Hurricane poster project that uh, his friend Leif Steiner had started, who was a creative director at an agency out of Boulder. And it was really one of the first models of getting a community of creatives together to make posters and to get donations for a particular cause. And in fact, this was so successful that Leif ended up winning a humanitarian award from American Red Cross raised over $50,000 for Hurricane Katrina relief, and then also exposed great creatives like Josh, whose poster was one of the best in the collection. Yeah, the SoCal Poster Project um, came out of the Haiti, or came out of the uh, Katrina. Katrina one. Yeah. And I like I called Leaf. I had a bunch of, I had three friends that lost their homes in those mm. fires. One in San Diego, one in LA, uh, two in San Diego, I'm sorry, and one in LA. Um, and I'm like, oh man, that, like that poster project would be a great way to like help raise funds. So I called Leaf and I'm like, hey man, um, I would love to use your model if you give me permission to to use the model. I would love to. Uh, maybe you could give me some things to watch out for. It's some learnings <laughs> yeah, yeah. that you had. He like did that. He like gave me like here's what you watch out for and here's what I would do different. And um, he was like super helpful in that. Um, and then, uh, and then when Haiti came along, he, I forget who called who, but I think one of us called each other and said, dude, we should probably partner. This is one's probably bigger than yeah. either one of us should do on our own. 
Um, so that's how those two came about. That's some beautiful collections of work and, and all three of those projects, oh, Katrina, Haiti, and SoCal. It's so neat. Yeah. It's such a neat, like, diverse group of, like, artwork from, like, students to, like, you know, Harry Pierce of Pentagram and yeah. yourself. And, you know, it's just, like, insane group of, like, beautiful work and everyone. Like, I love the democracy of those projects. Yes. Yeah, yeah. no, that's a great perspective on it. I love the, like... So tell me, uh, it feels like your perspective on, you know, um, I'm going to use a term just because it's sort of popular in our, the design for good kind of concept. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that resonates with you so much? Um, I think because, I mean, it's a little selfish of a reason, but I, the, like, just like talking about, um, the folks that I've met, uh, the folks that have helped me, like not even my design career, but like, um, I feel like this is like pretty cosmic, so okay. get ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, I feel the universe has been very fucking kind to me. I am super grateful for that. Any way I can give back to that is what I'm down for. Mm. And that's why I do Because I feel like I'm giving back to something that has been given to me be able to like whether I work here at Facebook which I'm super grateful for or whether I'm working in like a shop of 12 people like to be able to like earn a living at like what we do is just like such a gift it's pretty insane it's pretty insane man and so I'm so grateful for no matter where I'm at to be able to like do something that I love and like pay my bills and stuff like so yeah it's like and then and then like Working for the president and working here is just like even just like more thankful. I'm just like, ugh, overflowing with just yeah. like thanks, you know. Following a successful project to raise funding and bring aid to Haiti, Josh was hired as a design director for Wills, come on. The 2012 Obama reelection campaign. Pretty amazing, right? Yeah, incredible. The highlight was the president coming over and giving me a hug and saying thank you mm. for like his words making me look so good. <laughs> I was like, all right. Uh, uh, That's a good day, by the way. Dude, <laughs> insane, insane day. When he like, when he walked away after that, I just started fucking crying. I was about to say, how are you not bawling? Yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah, I was yeah. crying yeah. because like the stress of those like. Of the like almost two years of like working seven days a week and all that stress was hadn't been released yet. It was a day after the campaign, so that stress hadn't been released. Like that was just an insane moment, surreal moment, and it just like all the emotions just like, just like started flooding out. It was crazy. So that was definitely a highlight. I think at the what was funny at the time, I, I like I remember people like hitting me up like. Like early on into the campaign, like only two months into it, going, dude, what are you going to do after this? And I'm like, what the fuck are you asking me? What am I going to do after this, dude? I have such a big job to do right now. I just now. started. I'm not even thinking about, dude, you can go anywhere after this. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, why are you asking me that? Like, I, that wasn't even on my mind. And in, in, in like, this is not bullshit. I'm not like bullshitting you, but that was never on my mind. I believe you. I was never on my I, mind. It, it, I believe you because I believe you anyways, but seeing how pissed off you are still <laughs> yeah, telling me yeah, that story, yeah, yeah. I know that's all I just got so upset because I'm like, I'm like, dude, where, like, 
I don't even remember who asked me that, but it came from a few people. And I'm like, dude, like, where's your mind at? You know, this is so much bigger than what the fuck am I going to do after this or, or whatever. I'm here because, like, I'm here because my, my fucking friend David, who's gay, has to be, like, has to be scared to be gay. You know, or like he's not comfortable with himself because society's not comfortable. You know what I mean? I'm here because my mom and my sister, like, are not getting paid the same as like, as me or, or their male counterparts. Like that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm here to like, this is an awesome opportunity to like build something for something I believe in. This is like the ultimate like social cause as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. You know. Once Josh's work with the Obama campaign came to a close with his re-election in 2012, Josh was offered a new kind of opportunity, joining the team at Facebook. And Justin, he wasn't really sure what that meant at first. Yeah, I think at first glance, until you actually go to Facebook and experience their culture, Josh doesn't seem or look very Facebooky. Uh, me and my fiance were driving back and we were in, I remember, forget this, we were just, we're driving through the Badlands. Like we did like a little tour on the way home. Like, yeah. why not? Let's do a little road trip on the way home. So we drove through the, we're driving through the Badlands of, uh, it's Wyoming, right? I think so. South yeah. Dakota. South Dakota. That's yeah. right. Thank you. By the way, did you see my blank stare? I didn't even, yeah, yeah. I didn't say yes or no. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, and we were driving through and the phone reception was kind of bad and it was Facebook. And it was a recruiter. And I'm like, hey, can I call you back? Like, I'm uh, having a really bad phone or something. And um, called him back, and they asked me if I'd be interested. And I actually was, like, kind of no- a no-ish, lukewarm. Because yeah. like, I was just like, my understanding of Facebook was, like, it's this blue app that you go into. It's like, I don't know how I yeah. would, like, even, like, contribute to that. At right. all. I know nothing about what's going on there, you know, on that app. And, so um, I did hear, like, just left a phone call. And she's like, well, I might have my director or the director of the department call you. Two months later, they called back. And they're like, hey, why don't, let us, like, fly you up here and, like, check out, tell you, like, we can meet in person, can tell you what we're building. And, um, yeah, I came up here, and it was, like, over at that campus. At the, they call it Classic Campus now. Yeah. Um, we, we went over there and I, the first thing that struck me was how happy everybody was. It was like such a trip. <laughs> um, everyone was just super happy to be here. I talked to probably like I had like half hour conversations with probably like a dozen people. Mm. Everyone from like the team that I was going to be managing up to like um, peers, mm-hmm. you know. And everyone was just like so positive and so like dedicated to the mission of Facebook, which like totally changed my perception of what Facebook was when I learned like the, they're trying to connect the world. And because they, Mark feels that connecting the world, um, if you understand someone else, it'll like just, it's like better for peace and mm. um, just like helping to have people communicate ideas he talks about the knowledge economy a lot that like like with the internet everyone has the same opportunities for knowledge like as long as you can get on it everyone has the same inform- like access to information you know and um, that's one of the reasons like part of the reasons why we have internet.org that he's like literally building planes I don't know if you saw that 
that film. Mm. They just like he that launched two days ago. We just built had the first test flight of a solar plane that's going to circle the atmosphere and beam down. We've been working on this for three years, and they just had the first test flight. Okay, I feel like I've been in a bubble. I've never heard of this. Yeah, it's called Aquila. Okay. And when I started at Facebook, um, that was a f- one of the first projects I worked on was Internet.org. And um, it was an idea Mark had. He's like, there's all these parts of the world that are not connected by the Internet. And he's like, he's like, he's, he's really invested in everyone having the same access to information. And that's part of why he built Facebook, you know, so people could communicate and share ideas and stuff like that. And I remember, like, the first one of the first projects I worked on, we launched, and it got, like, I think it was, like, 23 million impressions. And that's a failure at Facebook. Yeah. I was like, what? Let's go back to pot smoking yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So here, who my wife reminds me about quite a bit. <laughs> here you are, right? And your mom's like, last night. Josh, fact. take be serious. Yeah. And look what where you're at now. Yeah. I know you probably don't think of it that way. I don't. I don't. But I do. My wife does like remind me like um, quite a bit. Like um, last night, I was talking about a new project that I'm working on, um, and I was really excited about. It. I was telling my wife, and she's like, she's like. Fucking punk from San Diego. <laughs> she says that all the time. It like helps me like recalibrate. She's yeah. like, I'm gonna tell everybody where you came from. <laughs> I'm like, they know, babe. They know. <laughs> well, hey, Josh, thanks for your time, bro. Thanks, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming and visiting me. It's an awesome treat. Me? But we're sitting on a roof right now, but it feels like we're in a park. Yeah, it's an awesome treat for you yeah. guys to come. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. As this show is being recorded. Facebook has over 1.7 billion, with a B, users. It's pretty incredible to see the number of people Josh's work reaches. Yeah, thanks so much for your time, Josh. You are easily one of our favorite people in the world, and we can't say enough how awesome it was for you to open up to us about all of your life story. You can find some samples of Josh's former punk band in the show notes, as well as a link to his website and speaking recordings. Our sponsor for this episode is Emphasis, an innovative website that allows you to print custom t-shirts using the lyrics of your favorite songs. Go to emphasis.is to see all the bands and musicians on their roster and get started creating your own one-of-a-kind merchandise today. That's emphasis.is. We also want to thank Steve Wick, our audio engineer, for his help mixing this episode. You know, Justin, he's like that warm, affirming feeling when you post a new profile picture and you get tons of likes and comments. Am I the only one? No, no, that's good. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. And finally, thanks for listening. You can follow along with Design Of on Twitter at Design Of Podcast, or visit our website, designofpodcast.com, for all of our past episodes. We have some great shows lined up for season three. In fact, many Wills and I have already recorded, and we can't wait to start editing. And we're excited to keep pushing the limits, what we can learn about people and process. We can't wait to share them with you next year. We'll talk to you soon.